Sunshine Blue Skies, the Don't Jump remix, a leverage fan fiction written by Surgical Stainless, read by God of Laundry Baskets. Summary Creative Solutions for Seasonal Affective Disorder Parker Style A change is as good as a holiday, right? The book was bright yellow and had a gray rain cloud on the cover. Don't jump, it said. Hardison glanced at it and huffed out a laugh, and then nudged Elliot, who rolled his eyes. Parker traced her fingers over the words. Don't jump, she wondered. Why not? There's plenty of great things to jump off of here. All these bridges just to start. Hardison reached out and squeezed her hand. You know that for most people, jumping off a bridge is a bad thing. They were in Powell's city of books, lurking behind the sail shelves while they waited for their mark to make an appearance. Before Parker could ask any more questions, Elliot straightened and glanced carefully over Hardison's shoulder. There he is, he said, and they slipped casually through the literature shelves of the blue room, hot on the mark's heels. But something about that bright yellow book called out to Parker, and she tucked it into the inside pocket of her coat before she left. The book said it was a Northwest Winter Blues Survival Guide. Parker wasn't sure what that meant exactly. She didn't love winter, it was true. Winter was cold, which meant more clothes and less maneuverability. How could a book help with that? She flipped through the pages and saw lots of little drawings and some checklists and Quizzes and an awful lot about food. It certainly didn't look very helpful. She asked Hardison, Do you get the winter blues? He paused mid-orange soda sip and looked at her as if the answer were obvious. Everyone does, he told her. It's the gray skies, all the rain, Elliot gets short-tempered and yells at the kitchen staff. I play way too much World of Warcraft, and you go mope in the rafters and scare anyone who walks by. I do, I do not. not, Parker and Elliot muttered more or less simultaneously. Hardison snorted at them. Do you know how long it's been since we saw the sun? Me either. Now hush. I have to finish this raid. Elliot stomped off in the direction of the brute pub's kitchen. As the door swung close behind him, Parker thought she saw the line cooks flinch. Parker wandered to the nearest window and looked up. The shy was an unremitting blanket of clouds, 
low and gray. She thought about that for a little while, about sunshine and blue skies, and decided maybe Hardison had a point. Parker took the yellow book and retreated to her favorite air duct to read. It was November, so Parker opened the book to the corresponding chapter. It had mostly to do with food, and the suggestions looked ridiculous. Parker snorted, high in the ductwork over the bustling brew pub. Elliot was the best at food. He didn't need help from any stupid book. She skipped forward to the chapter on December. It was titled, Down and Out. Most of the pages were taken up with the list of cures for the winter blues. She flipped through blurbs about light boxes and vitamin D and landed on a section about an in-home tropical paradise. That, Parker thought, she could do. Well, maybe not the bit about the monkey. They had a rule about monkeys. But the rest of it sounded promising. Parker emerged from the ventilation system long enough to snag a pen and paper. And then she began to plan. Some of it was easy. You could buy anything online these days. Jumbo-sized kitty wading pool. Two cubic meters of fine white sand. Six potted palm trees. Three beach chairs. Striped umbrella. Sandcastle building set. Some of the stuff they already had. There were studio lights on stands left over from that job with the aliens, and Hardison still had that fishing game on the Wii. It wasn't hard to find a mod that made it tropical pretend fishing. Parker was a little horrified to discover you could even catch Nemo if you wanted. The brew pub had one of those machines that made slushy drinks, gathering dust in storage until warmer months. Also in storage, Parker found a whole box of little paper umbrellas that opened and closed, and another box full of tiny, colorful plastic swords. Arr, she growled, pinching the grip of the blue sword carefully between finger and thumb and giving it an experimental swing. It bounced off the paper umbrella she'd open like the blade wasn't even sharp. She squinted at it, disappointed, and then grabbed the box anyway. They would probably work for stabbing things. Elliot would know. A little more searching online gave Parker a long-looped tropical beach paradise video for the big screens, complete with bright white sand and gentle lapping waves. She found an ambient noise channel that included rolling surf and parrots chattering. There were 
even a bunch of beach party playlists to choose from. Though, what a cheeseburger had to do with beaches, Parker couldn't really guess. Now, for the right kind of clothes. Back in her vent, with the mostly crossed-off checklist, Parker frowned and tapped her teeth with a pen. Hardison would know about clothes, definitely, but this was meant to be a surprise, and it wouldn't be a surprise if he helped. Time to call backup. Initiating video call. Parker, how lovely to see you. How is everyone? What? Oh, they're fine. I need to know what normal people wear at the beach. On Parker's laptop screen, Sophie frowned. You do? Is it for a job? Because Hardison... He can't! No, Parker interrupted. It's a surprise. Oh! Sophie breathed and beamed in comprehension. You're planning a vacation. Sure, something like that. So what clothes should I get them? Well, Sophie stared off into the distance for a moment, smiling a little. Linen, she decided. White linen trousers and some print shirts, I think. Something in floral, daring but masculine. Hardison looks especially good in a seersucker, you remember? Parker had no idea what that meant. She nodded, anyway. Then there are accessories, of course. Footwear and the like. And what about you? You'd look darling in a sundress. No, Parker folded her arms across her chest, and on the computer screen, Sophie sighed. Suit yourself? Actually. Sophie sat up straighter and leaned forward in her enthusiasm. This meant Parker could no longer see the top of Sophie's head, and her nose got really big. Why don't I just do the shopping for you? You're at the brew pub, yes? Everyone's still the same sizes? Parker guessed so. Elliot and Hardison still looked pretty much the same. Yep, she told Sophie's nose. Wonderful, Sophie said and leaned back into frame. It'll be fun. You'll get the shipments in a couple of days. Give my love to the boys. Parker smiled big and waved for the camera until the picture of Sophie on the screen went dark. And that, she told herself as she closed the laptop in satisfaction, is why I'm the mastermind. Delivery for, a uh, Parker? What? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Hardison had been gaming all night, and even the weak winter sunlight framing the uniformed guy in the doorway was a little too much. He blearily signed the clipboard thrust towards him 
and handed it back on autopilot. Where do you want it? Hardison scrubbed a hand over his face. Here's good. The delivery guy frowned. You sure? Yeah, man, she's been getting a lot of deliveries lately. Here's just fine. Okay, whatever. Hardison shuffled away in search of orange soda. In the alley, a large engine turned over and began sounding the distinctive, high-pitched beeping of a truck backing up. Elliot walked in from the brew pub kitchen. He glanced out the open back door, stopped, did a double-take. What the hell? Hardison waved a hand, his head halfway into the fridge. It's a delivery for Parker. I told the guy to leave it here. Damn it, Hardison! He's backing up a dump truck! Hardison leaned over until he could catch a glimpse around the edge of the door. His eyes went wide. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's right, uh-oh. Parker! Elliot stomped out into the alley to stop the truck. The beeping finally silenced just as Parker bounced into the room. Oh, good! My sand's here! Baby, why... Hardison glanced out the door one more time to make sure he wasn't seeing things. Why did you order a truckload of sand? No reason. Parker gave him her most brilliant smile. Elliot reappeared in the doorway, and she turned the smile on him. Why don't you go on? I'll take it from here. She tugged on Elliot's arm, and he scowled at her, but moved where she led him all the same. Off you go. Hardison screwed the cap back on his orange soda. But... Tch, Parker cut him off and made a little shooing gesture with her hands. Bye now. She herded them both towards the door to the brew pub. Hardison confused. Elliot resigned and shoved them through it. Even through the usual chatter and noise of the brew pub, they both distinctly heard the lock click behind them. Damn it, Parker, Elliot said, but there was no real heat to it. The surprise took most of the morning to set up. The delivery guy helped get the sand into place, and then the other delivery guy moved the palm trees in for her, but the rest was up to Parker. She pulled up some pictures on Google Image Search for reference, and the finished product looked pretty darn good, if she did say so herself. Time to let the boys back in. The brew pub was bustling with its usual lunch rush when Parker unlocked the connecting door and slipped through it. Rain splattered against the windows, and outside, the passerbys were all in variations on the Portland winter uniform of wool, polar fleece, and Gore-Tec. 
Inside, the atmosphere was warmer, but still subdued. Hardison looked tired, and Elliot seemed even more cranky than usual, but both of them softened when they saw her. Parker was suddenly glad all over again that she'd found her team. She smiled and crossed the room to take their hands. You can come back now, she told them. It's ready. The three of them entered the living room together and came to a stop only two steps in as the door swung shut behind them. Flanked by her men, Parker took a moment to just see what they saw. In the middle of the room sat a giant inflatable wading pool, mostly filled with fine white sand. In it, facing the wall of screens, was a striped beach umbrella and three canvas and woodcut beach chairs. The screen showed an ocean view, and parrots chattered over the soft sound of rolling waves. Potted palm trees lined each side of the scene, and to the rear, studio lights burned bright and hot enough to feel like sunshine. Hardison was the first to recover. You did all this? he asked, turning to her with eyebrows raised high. Parker shrugged. We have the winter blues, she said. I figure maybe it would help if we could pretend it wasn't winter for a while. That's real thoughtful, babe. Elliot cleared his throat. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, thanks, Parker. She grinned at them. I got clothes. Here, put these on, she said, shoving a bag at each of them in turn. And we can use the slushy drink machine to make pina coladas. There's a song about them on the playlist. Playlist? Hardison asked, but Parker had already pulled off her shirt to change into Sophie's beachwear. Elliot and Hardison exchanged fond glances and began to do the same. The little plastic swords, it turned out, were for stabbing maraschino cherries and bits of pineapple. Parker decided she approved. From the chairs on either side of her, Elliot and Hardison peacefully cast pretend lines in their virtual fishing game. Suddenly, Hardison jumped. I got a bite, he yelled. Well, reel it in, man, come on, Elliot told him. No, Hardison said. I mean, I have a bite. He held up one foot to reveal an angry red crustacean dangling from one toe. What the? Oh, I forgot about the hermit crabs, Parker cried and sat upright so she could rescue the bellicose creature. Hermit crabs? Elliot growled. Parker, we have a rule. Look how cute they are! Parker cradled the crab protectively to her chest. Little Elliot is adorable. Little Elliot? Both Elliot and Hardison asked in near unison. Yeah, Parker told them. And look, little Spencer's right under your chair. 
Elliot jumped as if bitten. Parker, you can't just... Parker held up the crab and pouted. Elliot sighed. Why do you have to name them after me anyway? Parker beamed. Because they're crabby, of course. From his beach chair, Hardison made a suspicious choking sound. Elliot glared, but it was a half-hearted thing that soon gave way to a pleased, almost grin. He sat back down and hit a button on the stereo remote. Jimmy Buffett crooned about paradise. Parker watched him carefully. You're not really crabby, she offered. Hardison snorted. Elliot smiled at her, at both of them. Nah, he agreed. Not anymore. Parker smiled back, brighter than sunshine, better than blue skies. Good, she said, and she was right.